0: Accomplish the mission. Bring the troops home. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! with my weekly Breaking the Sound Barrier podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. On May 1st, the U.S. President addressed the nation, announcing a military victory. May 1, 2003, that is, when President George W. Bush in his form-fitting flight suit strode onto the deck of the aircraft carrier USS Lincoln. Under the banner announcing mission accomplished, he declared,
1: My fellow Americans, major combat operations in Iraq have ended. In the Battle of Iraq, the United States and our allies have prevailed.
0: That was eight years to the day before President Barack Obama, without flight suit or swagger, made the surprise announcement that Osama bin Laden had been killed in a U.S. military operation in a wealthy suburb of Pakistan, notably not Afghanistan. Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden, the leader of al-Qaeda, and a terrorist who's responsible for the murder of thousands of innocent men, women, and children. The U.S. war in Afghanistan has become the longest war in U.S. history. News outlets now summarily report that the Taliban have begun their annual spring offensive as if it were the release of a spring line of clothes. The fact is, this season has all the markings of the most violent of the war, or as the brave reporter Anand Gopal told me on Tuesday from Kabul.
2: Every year has been more violent than the year before that, so it's just continuing that trend. And I suspect the same uh, for the summer. It will likely be the most violent summer since 2001.
0: Every year has been more violent than the year before. Let's go back to that fateful year. Just after the September 11th attacks, Congress voted to grant President Bush war authorization. The resolution passed the Senate 98 to 0 and passed the House 420 to 1. The sole vote against the invasion of Afghanistan was cast by California Congresswoman Barbara Lee. Her floor speech in opposition to House Joint Resolution 64 that September 14th should be required reading.
1: I rise today really with a very heavy heart, one that is filled with sorrow for the families and the loved ones who were killed and injured this week. Only the most foolish and the most callous would not understand the grief that has really gripped our people and millions across the world. This unspeakable act on the United States has really forced me, however, to rely on my moral compass, my conscience, and my God for direction. September 11th changed the world. Our deepest fears now haunt us. Yet I am convinced that military action will not prevent further acts of international terrorism against the United States. This is a very complex and complicated matter. Now this resolution will pass, although we all know that the President can wage a war even without it. However difficult this vote may be, some of us must urge the use of restraint. Our country is in a state of mourning. Some of us must say, let's step back for a moment, let's just pause just for a minute and think through the implications of our actions today, so that this does not spiral out of control. Now, I have agonized over this vote, but I came to grips with it today, and I came to grips with opposing this resolution during the very painful, yet very beautiful memorial service. As a member of the clergy so eloquently said, as we act, let us not become the evil that we deplore.
0: Ten years after her courageous speech, Congressmember Lee, whose anti-war stance is increasingly becoming the new normal, wants a repeal of that war resolution.
2: That resolution uh, was a blank check, Amy, and if you read the resolution, it was not uh, targeted toward al-Qaeda or any country. All it said was—and it it said the president is authorized to use force against any nation, organization, or individual um, he or she deems responsible or, you know, connected to 9-11. That was a blank check that— gave the authority. It wasn't a declaration of war, yet we've been in the longest war in American history now, 10 years, and it's open-ended.
0: Congressmember Lee acknowledges that Obama did commit to begin a significant withdrawal in July. But what does troop withdrawal mean with the presence of military contractors in war? Right now, the 100,000 contractors, called mercenaries by many, outnumber U.S. troops deployed in Afghanistan. Again, Anand Gopal in Kabul, Afghanistan.
2: Well, the U.S. is really a fundamental force for instability in Afghanistan it's, uh, in two ways. One, the uh, U.S. and its allies are, are, are aligned with local actors, uh, warlords, commanders, government officials, who have really been uh, creating a nightmare for Afghans, especially in the countryside. Um, on the other hand, uh, military actions, night raids, uh, breaking into people's homes, uh, airstrikes, just, uh, the life
0: occupation. Filmmaker Robert Greenwald has partnered with anti-war veterans to produce Rethink Afghanistan, a series of films about the war, online at RethinkAfghanistan.com. In response to bin Laden's death, they've launched a new petition to press the White House to bring the troops home. Congressmember Lee supports it.
2: I can't over how important this is for our democracy, because the people in this country, every poll has shown that, what, over 65, 70 percent now, the public uh, is war-weary, and they understand that we need to bring our young men and women out of harm's way. They perform valiantly and well. They've done everything we've asked them to do, and now it's time to bring them home.
0: I'm Amy Goodman with Dennis Moynihan.